Hello, 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 everyone. How are you all doing tonight? Hope everyone is doing good. Uh, first of all, we would like to welcome you to our Kaya tonight. Uh, we have a very um, power-packed uh, session tonight uh, with myself and our pastor, Dr. Scott. So first of all, we would like to uh, welcome Dr. Scott um, to another edition of Kaya. So Kaya, this Kaya is going to be very interesting, Kaya. Um, I have been looking forward to this Kaya, as I assume a lot of people have, because this is a very uh, interesting one. We want to have a discussion about um, the topic of I am spiritual, um, not religious. And so we know that this phrase has been used um, several times. You've heard it. We've all heard it. But tonight we want to kind of break down what that actually means when people say that. Um, we want to kind of deal with that aspect of spirituality as also um, the religious side as well. And so um, it's going to be very, very powerful tonight. Uh, uh, so I hope everyone is ready. Uh, we're just going to kind of jump right into this. And so, first of all, welcome. Uh, welcome, Dr. Scott. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing good, doing good, doing good. It's always a, a pleasure whenever we have you on Kaya um, because just always give so much information. And I don't want to prolong um, with this topic because it's a very uh, power-packed uh, Kaya. And I will tell everybody in the audience that's watching, um, any comments or things you have, please put them in the chat. Any questions that you have, put them in the chat, and we'll also circle back to those as well. Uh, but I can tell you uh, Pastor Scott has been looking forward to this one. <laughs> He's got a lot to give. So uh, just sit back, take notes, and uh, let's get ready. So uh, first of all, uh, Dr. Scott, I I want to go ahead and kind of really just jump right into this thing um, and kind of give some of the things that we've heard out there um, yeah. that well, we're kind of dealing what, with. Can I, can I do this? That before we get started, let's 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 seek the real spirit. <laughs> <laughs> let's make sure we got the the real spirit yeah. going let's into make, it. Yeah, let's make sure we got the real spirit, man. Um, and so, if you don't mind us having a word of prayer, yes, sir, and we, and we can get started as far as uh, this conversation is concerned. God, we come and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to really talk about what you desire for us as humanity and what you desire for us as your followers, uh, as those who have made the commitment to um, have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so, God, right now we need you to open our hearts and minds to uh, take in what will be shared tonight, to apply it to our lives in a very impactful and meaningful way, uh, to clear up some distortions about the truth that you desire for us to know. Uh, so God, if you would show yourself mighty and strong, even in this conversation, uh, be with our moderator. Uh, we thank you, oh God, for the blessing that you have given to the Rosiers, um, Ashley and Ontario and with new life, and we pray that you will uh, continue to cover them uh, as they are now parents to a new baby boy. So, Lord, um, do what you do best. You're the master teacher. Teach us your precepts and let your word be a lamp to our feet and light into our pathway. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, yes, we certainly did want to uh, leave out um, uh, my co-lead. Um, she is not on tonight. And so we we pray God blessings upon her. Thank you for that, uh, uh, Pastor. They had a new baby boy on last week. So we certainly want to keep them lifted up in, in our prayers. So um, as we start to tackle this, this I'm spiritual, but not religious. One of the one of the things that that have really come up well, two things that have that have really kind of stood out. 
um, and what people and why people say this, just kind of looking at uh, the overall landscape. One is we kind of deal with uh, religion in itself um, and the bad reputation that sometimes people associate when they start talking about the religious aspect. For one, you hear about hypocrisy. Right. And so we know hypocrisy, uh, watching what people do as far as organized religion is concerned, still watching uh, what they practice and things of that nature. But then they still see them even after they practice it or say they practice it. And then you still deal with unpleasant people. I just kind of leave that there. I think we all kind of understand what that means. And the second thing is uh, this decentralization of leadership. It's almost like, in other words, I can be a leader of myself um, mm -hmm. rather than and control my own spirituality than rather re uh, relying on a leader to develop me spiritually. What would you say to those two, as far as when people say that they're spiritual, the hypocrisy aspect and also the decentralization of, of, of leadership? Well, I think that um, we are living in what is called postmodern era. And I think that in order to address your question, we have to understand the cultural ethos of this time. So when we talk about postmodernity, and this is very important as far as worldview is concerned. Uh, Postmodernity is really the rejection of what is considered to be objective truth, where everything is now relative, where your experience carries more weight than what truth may be. And also, we're living in a time where there is a decentralization of authority whereby I am my own authority. Right. So what does that mean, Jeff? And this is where we get in trouble when it comes to the culture. And if I'm my own authority, then that means I make up my own rules. If I make up my own rules, be it spiritual or be it legal or just be it operating in the everyday machinations of living, we find ourselves in trouble. Prime example would be how you drive in traffic, if I could use this as an illustration. If that red octagon sign, known as the stop sign, doesn't mean the same thing for everybody, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> going to be a whole lot of accidents. Am I making any sense? Yes, sir. So, so, so really, that is what's happening as far as the culture is concerned. That what used to be understood as truth and understood as the customs and mores by which we govern our everyday reality has been really kicked to the curb. So now the red hexagon sign for me could mean mm, caution rather than stop. Or it could mean full speed ahead. And eventually there's going to be a major catastrophic accident. So. I think the worldview aspect is, is, is very important. When we talk about dealing with, with, with religion versus spiritual, I want to start this off as my primary thesis, if I could. And my primary thesis is that Jesus was a practicing Jew. Okay. So if Jesus was a practicing Jew, then that means that Jesus knew the Judaic law. He was very familiar with the Torah. And with Jesus being very familiar with the Torah, then that means he had to have some aspect of religion 
some set of beliefs that govern his life. The interesting thing about Jesus is that Jesus really understood what the Torah was really meant to be and govern himself accordingly. This is why he made the statement when one of his disciples were going through a field on the Sabbath picking corn and the Pharisees got upset with him and said, why is he working on the Sabbath? Jesus made this wonderful comment. The Sabbath was not made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. So when we talk about this idea of a religious versus spiritual, uh, I think that we have to really put it within the context of understanding what it means to be religious versus what it means to be spiritual. So religion is really a set of organized practices and principles as far as a belief system is concerned that's shared by particular adherents. And, and, and those beliefs tend to be both eminent and transcendental. What do I mean by that? Eminent in the sense that they create a bond of closeness, transcendental in the sense that it goes beyond uh, what we consider to be just the natural realm. Uh, and it is based either on culture or some documented creed or understanding. So we're talking about religion, religion. But then, of course, you have what is spiritual. And spirituality is really about your inner being. Uh, it's about the self. Uh, it is about what is your personal belief and practice and you seeking out the essence and the purpose of life. And so when it comes to spirituality, each of us have our own understanding, own definition, own way of practicing spirituality, which can morph and shift as far as our lifetime is concerned, based upon our own experiences, our own study, our own reflection. And so I believe that the purpose of our spirituality is to help us to understand the power and the presence that is within us to help us to deal with the challenges of life and to connect with something higher and greater than ourselves. So the interesting thing is that whether we're agnostic or, or atheistic or believers in, 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 in God through Jesus Christ or practice Judaism or Hinduism or Brahmanism or Sikh or whatever, all of those are different varying spiritualities that may have some religious component to it. Um, but when it comes to this debate about religion versus spirituality, I don't think, and this is just me, I don't think that it goes deep enough to really help us to understand and appreciate what God is trying to do as far as us taking, watch this, the beliefs and practices of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ and merging it into our own development of us becoming intentional followers of Christ that helps us to engage in the liberating, transcending, transformative, redemptive work of making the world a better place. So spiritual is more broader than religion. 
uh, religion has circumscribed, defined, tangible codes of ethics. Um, but spirituality is kind of um, largely undefined. And I would dare say, if we're not careful, we will wind up <laughs> trying to mix when it comes to being a follower of Jesus Christ, trying to mix other religious practices and beliefs into what Jesus really desired for us to do and, and to be as far as that's concerned. So, so hopefully that, that's, that's kind of the opening salvo, I, salvo that I want to, to kind of shoot out as far as right now. Is um, one of the things that I would ask you, do, do you think that in this spiritual versus this religious kind of conversation, does it take away from, from really that, that communal aspect, right? It, yeah, it does, because really spirituality is more individualized. Spirituality, right. especially in this postmodern culture, has become very marketable. <laughs> uh, it is market oriented and it is consumer driven, whereby religion or having an understanding of why you do what you do um, carry greater intentionality and purpose. So. This, 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 this is a wonderful, wonderful aspect of, of me getting ready to use. I'm trying to show folks that, that I really did go to school. There, there, there is an understanding of orthopraxy, O-R-T-H-O-P-R-A-X-P-R-A-X-Y, and orthodoxy. Orthodoxy is right doctrine or right belief. Orthopractice is right behavior or right action. My orthodoxy or to impact my practice or my beliefs or to impact how I live or my understanding of doctrine or to impact how I govern myself, watch this, within the context of community from a religious perspective and then from the human family perspective. Am I making any sense? Mm, yeah. Spirituality, on the other hand, while it may say, okay, be a good person. Uh, uh, do the right thing. Uh, treat folks nice. However, I don't have to be held accountable to anyone. Or I don't necessarily even have to believe in a God because I myself am the essence of truth. And if I am the essence of truth, then guess what? I become the very thing that Adam and Eve did in the garden was when they became gods unto themselves because they then became the arbiter of what was good and evil of what was right and wrong. So when I say that I'm spiritual, then basically spirituality allows for me to really define for me to define what's right for me, regardless of the culture, regardless of behavior, regardless of the values, regardless of the standard versus what does God have to have, have to say as far as how I conduct my reality and, and, and my, my purpose. And, 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 and so here, here's the second salvo that I want to fire. And it's this, that when a person says I am spiritual, I am spiritual. They don't sometimes not all, but sometimes they don't even refer to God as person. 
they refer to God as either power or force. True. All right. Now, here's where the the blow is getting ready to come. Because being a follower of Jesus Christ, and this is where I'm getting ready to merge religion and spirituality. Being a follower of Jesus Christ is more than a religion. And is more than spirituality. It is a lifestyle that is based upon a confessional relationship. Okay. That's that that's what it, it, it is a lifestyle that is based upon a confessional relationship. And what a lot of folks fail to understand is that when we talk about even Judaism, Judaism really for the Jews is not a religion. Ooh, teach Robert Charles hmm. Scott. It's a lifestyle. It right. is yeah. a set of how they conduct their lives based upon Torah and other biblical writs and, and, and creeds. And and now that since we're since we're starting to go, and, and that's good that you kind of segue that over because some of the spirituality we've allowed to kind of come into the culture. And so one of the things that we've had uh, that we see start to come up is the different um, Afrocentric type religions that we've kind of start to see uh, come out. Um, I think uh, voodoo, uh, Rastafarianism, Hebrew Israelites, I know that's one of the big ones. And so we start to see these things that come into the culture. And so um, how do those play into, because it's almost like, especially for the younger generation, it's almost like they have different people vying for their attention. Oh, right? man, and this yeah, is where it kind yeah. of comes in. Yeah. Well, it goes, it goes back, it goes back, Jeff, to the, to your original premise that you brought up when you talked about how religion has a negative connotation. Part yeah. of the reason that religion has a negative connotation is because there's been a whole lot of bad stuff that's been done in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so uh you 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 being the seminarian. You'll be graduating real soon. You're already familiar with this. If I get out of kilter, I want you to correct me. But the crusades were done in the name of Jesus. And I don't think Jesus would have been putting a stamp on that. God knows American slavery was 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 done in Jesus's name. And interestingly, interestingly, uh, it was a misinterpretation and misapplication of scripture. Um. Uh, that was applied uh, by white Christians here in America. And I'm getting ready to say something that I know going to make somebody mad. And if it does, good. But if you got a white Jesus in your house, take it down and burn it. That's syncretism. Let me say it again. If you got a white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus picture in your house, take it down and burn it. That's syncretism. Because we got to really decolonize Christianity from white evangelicalism and Americanism. And, 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 that's, and that's why in today's culture that, that so many people think that Christianity is the white man's religion or think that Christianity doesn't have anything to offer black folks um, because they see that. And then the other thing is, is that they are unaware of the historicity of original Christianity. Christianity didn't start in Europe. It started in Africa. It has its roots in the Afro-Asiatic aspect 
of Africa, right where Africa and Asia merge, that is where Christianity got 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 its start. So 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 Christianity has is not what I would consider to be the the white man's religion, but unfortunately, they have taken it, whitewashed it, corrupted it, and now for us as black people, particularly those of us in America, in our attempt to try to reclaim it, we want to syncretize it with African traditional religions um, that really, watch this, goes against the caption of scripture. Okay, now say what you want, but when we read the Bible and we read it within proper context, the Bible deals with some of the things that even our African ancestors talked about or dealt with. So let me throw out some stuff let me throw out some stuff that that we as we as Christians should not be doing. Number one, as a Christian, this goes to this this me hitting at the spirituality stuff. As a Christian, as a Christian, you we don't believe in karma. How are you gonna take Buddhism and merge it with Christianity? Buddhism is a, a, a uh, karma is a is 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 a Buddhist concept. That don't work with us. Okay. So, 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 so when I hear Christians say karma, I'm looking at them real suspect. All right. We don't believe in karma. Now, watch this. Somebody going to say, well, pastor, karma, all it is is that you reap what you sow. Yeah. And you're quoting that verse out of context. <laughs> you quoting that verse out of context. Here's the other thing. We as Christians do not pray to the universe. The universe didn't create us. God created the universe and everything that's in it. So we don't pray to a uni- we don't pray to the universe. And that's God right. ain't a force. God right. is a person. God is a being. God is the supreme, ultimate, self-existent being that did not begin to be. And everything that be is because God has always is and shall be the God that did not begin to be. Everything that we see and don't see, God did it. So, so watch this. So, 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 so here's the thing. So, so, so if I don't have an understanding of why I believe what I believe, and if I don't have an understanding of doctrine, then I'll accept anything or I'll trust anything or I'll believe anything as long as it makes me feel good. Which is why teach Robert Charles Scott that back in biblical times, you had pagan religions that engaged in all kind of craziness because they were based upon spirituality, uh, a false understanding of spirituality that morphed into idiotic religious practices that included, watch this, Drugs, sex, and wine. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you teach. <laughs> you know, and I, and I'll be I'll be honest with you. Even for myself, you know, um, until I got and this and this to kind of kind of help for some of those who are out there. I don't want you to feel like you know this is something that you know um, you have to be ashamed of because I'll be honest with you. To go through seminary, sitting under proper teaching has kind of helped to change my thought process on a lot of the things that even that you're talking about now. 
And I think that's one of the issues uh, that we kind of face is that when you are not, and me, you kind of had this conversation earlier, when you're not sitting under right teaching, right? And so if, if you're, if, as far as the spiritual side, if you're doing your own teaching to yourself and you're not sitting under proper being able to kind of kind of flush that stuff out, then how do you even know? Which is really the whole purpose when we start talking about community um, and you know sitting under those type of things. Because even for myself, if I say the wrong thing, even when even when I'm in someone else's pulpit, before I go up, I have to talk uh, talk to my pastor. If I say the wrong thing, trust me, y'all, Doctor Scott gonna call me. Believe me, he gonna call me. But it, he should, right? Because I'm held to there's an accountability piece that is there. And so, you know, me, you had that, that conversation um, when you start doing things of that nature, there is no accountability. So um, even and I see Ashley put something in the chat. Can we talk about the difference between holy oil and people using smudging? And that's kind of where I was going to segue to. Yeah. So let me get into that. So let me get into that. Great question. Great question. Great, great question. Great question. Great question, Ashley. So in the Bible, in the Bible. Ooh, this is good teaching. Good teaching. Teacher, I was like. So in the Bible, that the pouring of oil or the anointing of oil was basically for, for, for a few things. All right. Number one, in the Old Testament, oil was used to anoint kings, prophets, and priests. Okay. Y'all with me so far? Kings, prophets, and priests. When, when Saul became king, uh, he was anointed. When David became king, he was anointed. When the prophets were sent out on a prophetic assignment. They, they were anointed. Priests were anointed. Okay, so, all right. So you got that. The Bible also says in the New Testament, particularly in the writings of James, that if you got anyone said, let them call the elders and let the elders go and pray for them and do what? Anoint them with oil. So the oil, the oil is a sign, watch this, of the presence of the Holy Spirit, but it ain't the Spirit itself. Mm. I hope I'm helping somebody. The, the, the oil is the presence of the Holy Spirit. It ain't the Spirit itself. Okay? So, 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 so even the pouring of the oil did not bring the Holy Spirit to anybody, but it was a sign that the Spirit was present. Am I making any sense? Because because spirit ain't in the oil. The spirit just is. Am I, I, I hope I'm making some sense. Spirit ain't in the oil. Spirit just is. Now, oh, I'm having some fun with this. He in his fun bag, y'all. He in his bag. <laughs> so, 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 so when we anoint, when we consecrate, when we anoint, when we consecrate, because it is a biblical norm and it is rooted in scripture that becomes what is considered to be a practice of the ecclesia or the church universal, we're fine. Do you see smudging in the Bible? Do you hear about crystals in the Bible? Nope. That's the <laughs> Now, that's, that's witchcraft. Now, I know some folks ain't going to like it, but that is witchcraft. And, and a good friend of mine, there's a book that I would commend to anybody that's reading this called Urban Apologetics. It's written by um, 
uh, well, a guy named Eric Mason, Dr. Eric Mason, Eric Mason. has mm-hmm. pulled together uh, different biblical scholars uh, that has really deals with different um, uh, uh, aspects as far as as doctrine and belief within black Christian practices and those that are false and things like that. And, and he is on it. He, and, and he has this thing in his book where he talks about um, uh, the aspect as far as Christianity being the white man's religion. And I mean, and, and he kills it. But, but one of the things that, that he helps me to, to, to deal with is he helps me to understand that first of all, while Afrocentrism is not bad. Um, I never will forget that 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 my mentor, the late Reverend Dr. Samuel DeWitt Proctor, uh, would maintain that he practices a Jesus-centered religion with an Afrofocal perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, listen, look, look, a Jesus-centered religion with an Afrofocal perspective, which means that my culture, my blackness is not centrality as far as my religious practice is concerned. Jesus is. Am I making any sense? So, 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 so when it comes to Jesus practice with an Afrofocal perspective, getting back to our ancestral roots and spirituality, because our ancestors believed in God. Okay, they as a matter of fact, they really believed in Jesus. All right, what we see as far as some of the other religious aspects, like the Yorubas and the Ashantes and things of that sort, is um, them not really fully integrating or 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 allowing for themselves to to get caught up in being a Jesus follower. The Christian religion basically took its rootage along the northern African aspect and was making its way down when um, the the impact of slavery began to to come full view. So, unfortunately, we got to be very careful about developing a spirituality through our blackness, uh, trying to prove that we're woke and we got it going on without betting it. Um, because Paul talks about how there is going to come a time when men and women will not listen to, watch this, sound doctrine, but will be blown by anything that basically sounds good, if it's good to the ear. So, burning sage, and and the smudging deal comes from sage and stuff like that, or crystals. That is not biblical. That is not scriptural. That really is witchcraft. Now, let let me push it even further. Um, ain't nothing wrong with sage in and of itself. It has a nice odor. It's like burning candles. Okay? Ain't ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, uh, I smell a particular candle and it makes me feel good. Am I making any sense? So ain't nothing wrong with burning candle. The problem is when you think that burning sage is going to get rid of evil spirits, that ain't biblical nor Christian. That is witchcraft. And you're trying to get rid of evil spirits. Watch this. By illegal means. That's like asking the devil to cast out himself. 
All right. It doesn't matter whether you know this or have this motive in mind. Spiritual use of sage and crystals and all that stuff is witchcraft. That ain't no opinion. That's a fact. And if people would get out of these gospel free doctrine like churches and go somewhere, you would know this stuff. That's why I teach and preach the way that I do. In other words, avoid syncretism. You know, you, you brought up, um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, that urban apologetics. And I think, you know, uh, for those who it, it is put in the chat, uh, we did put that in the chat because it really is a, a very, very, very good book. Um, he even brings up in that book the the Schofield, the Schofield Bible um, uh, about us. And I think sometimes that's where we kind of get get off track because we we hear this thing that we are cursed people. And I've heard you actually talk about that before. Um, about how we are said to be a cursed people, but how can we, and I want you to kind of break this down because how can we be a cursed people? Um, how, how was, um, Noah's son, how, how were they all not the same color? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that mess, that, that mess that, that these white folks been pushing as far as the curse of ham is some of the most, it is, it is the most, first of all, it is sociologically and anthropologically ignorant. Not ignorant, but ignorant. I-G-N-A-N-T. Ignorant. Secondly, unless Mrs. Noah was stepping out, her three boys had to have the same daddy. And there had to be some features. Am I making any sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so Shem, Shem, Ham, and Japheth basically were the same color. All right. All right. Now, you know, now listen, now we, we could go real deep seminarily, but I don't think they're ready for this. Um, uh, because when you read the story of, of, of Noah, if you don't, 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 don't understand uh, the story of Noah then you'll 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 really miss some things and you'll really misapply scripture as far as that's concerned. Um, uh, so 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 neither neither one of the neither one of those things, and this goes back to some warp um biblical nuances that white folks introduce, ain't none of that mess true. None of that mess is true. Now, there are different, now watch this. It ain't races that trace their roots back to those three boys. It's ethnicities. Mm, right. Okay. Right. Now, am I right? All right. Correct. It yes, it's, it's, it's ethnicities. So our ancestors, thank God, were not cursed in the sense that it has been perpetuated. And now I see someone put in the chat. When folks said they plead the blood, also be a form of witchcraft or a spiritual out of context. Well, the interesting thing is when we talk about pleading the blood, that ain't nowhere in scripture. <laughs> that ain't nowhere in scripture. What are you talking about? I'm pleading the blood. That, that ain't nowhere in scripture. We are covered by the blood of the lamb. Jesus died and shed his blood for us. But the pleading of the blood See, this is this, this this is why I try to be so doctrinal. The pleading of the blood, 
started with the Kojic Church. Mm. With this neo-Pentecostalism. You ain't gonna see that in scripture. Do you see do you see the apostles talking about I plead the blood? Whenever they're casting out demons? No. They say what? In the what? Name of who? Mm. Jesus. Jesus. Not in the name of his blood, but in the name of Jesus. So, 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 so spirituality places its places its confidence in the material things of existence, whereas those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ place our confidence in the person of the Godhead and expressed in God the Father. And when we talk about God the Father, we're not talking about a male gender. We're basically talking about role, provider, protector, provision, things of that sort, because we also know that God does maternal things also. And then Jesus Christ, the Son, the Savior, who is our ultimate Redeemer, and then the Holy Spirit, which is Christ in us, that teaches us and tells us how to live and bring things back to our remembrance that Jesus told us, which is found in the Word of God which means that if you don't read the word ain't nothing gonna come back to your remembrance amen and and this is kind of goes back to that whole thing where where how you are sitting up so if you're not in a community and and if your spirituality is only built on self then how does self get taught yeah 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 it's um we're just doing some stupid stuff today and jesus is like what in the world? I ain't sanctioned that. Um, I, I, I saw my sister, um, um, uh, someone asked, Sister Bree said, sister Pastor Bree, Bree, yeah. speak on angels, numbers, when you see one, 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 one. Um, the, the only thing, well, here, here's, here's the thing that I can talk about angels. And I, I, I believe angels are real. I believe they do exist. Angels are emissaries of God to bring messages to, to humanity. Um, but ain't nothing numerical about angels. Um, um, don't go play no numbers based on what you see angelically. It, it ain't going to work. It, it, that, that ain't God's desire, no intention <laughs> as far as angels are concerned. Um, um, again, this, this is, this is us engaging in syncretism. Can, can, can I just say, that the God we serve really is a God of intelligence and sense. And even though when God allows for miracles to take place and to happen, that is beyond our understanding. It does, Watch this. It, miracles don't happen all the time because if it happened all the time, it wouldn't what? Be a miracle. Be a miracle. So, so miracles happen because there are outside of the expectation as far as how we look at God moving and things of that sort. Nevertheless, the God we serve is intelligent and reasonable and engages the intellect and the mind. And, 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 and when God asks us to do something that goes beyond our intellect and the mind, it requires a faith rubric to take God at his word but also understanding that if I know scripture and I know what God has done in the past, if I know he's done it before, I know God, that God can do it. What again? And so the problem that we have, particularly 
in today's culture, in today's, particularly in the black church, is that unfortunately, uh, uh, several things. Number one, we are not familiar enough with scripture. Okay. This is why I preach and teach the way that I do. We're not familiar enough with scripture. Number one. Number two, we engage in too much syncretism. So let me take a little Jesus and mix him with a little nation of Islam. Or let me take a little Jesus and mix him with a little Rastafarian while I do my, or let me take a little Jesus and rub some crystals. And no, I'm getting ready to give you all a wonderful formula. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Amen. Okay. Did y'all hear me? Jesus plus nothing equals everything. In other words, Jesus don't need nothing added to him. Mm. Okay. All right. Let me say that. Jesus doesn't need anything added to him. All right. He is self-sufficient in and of himself. Why? Because he's God in flesh. Okay. Now, Jesus may, may prompt us to do some things um, uh, that, 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 that we may not want to do. But trust me, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. All right. Uh, so um, ignorant of scripture. We're engaging in syncretism. And then the final thing is that, and, and this is the big one. We don't really want to be held accountable. Now, let's be honest. It's some mean folks in the church. It really is. I mean, it, there are some folks I see coming my way. I'm going, like, oh, God. You know, I won't go the other way. I mean, cause they just mean as hell. Go like Jesus, you Lord, are you sure you saved them? You know, um, and there's some mean folks in church. There's some mean pastors in church, and 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 I I can understand why some folks <laughs> don't want to be part of a local church context. Now, I'll be the first to say this, and let me let me say. And please understand what I'm getting ready to say. There's no such thing as a perfect local fellowship. All of us got issues. And it Amen. really took me, it really took me when I hear folks talk about, well, you know, uh, it's a whole bunch of hypocrisy in the church. Well, guess what? If you're focused on your own relationship with God, you ain't got time to notice the hypocrisy in the church because you got your own hypocrisy within yourself. All right. So. So, 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 so basically when it comes to hypocrisy in the church, all of us are hypocrites because we all wear the mask. All right. Amen. So it, it took a it's, it's, and it's, isn't it interesting that you got hypocrites on the job, but they don't stop you from going to work. I'm just asking anybody in chat. Y'all can answer. Don't you have hypocrites on your job? Don't, well, all right. All right. Don't you have folks on your job that don't do what they should be doing? But you still go to work, don't you? Do you have folks in your family that don't love the way they should love? But you keep going to the family union eating potato salad. <sighs> don't you have folks that drive on the highway on 77 and 85 that don't adhere to the speed limit? But you keep on getting in your car, don't you? So why is it when it comes to the church? That we got to say stuff like, well, you know, I got all the hypocrites here. They ain't going to That don't stop you from doing anything else in life. I'm just saying. All right. Now, 
all of this goes back to the fact that 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 this is what Jesus does. Jesus says, upon this rock, I build my church. Ecclesia and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know this better as well as I do. The ecclesia basically means, hear me well, called out what? Community. Community. Now, when you become a community in and of yourself, and I am not trying to make fun of anybody with mental disorders, but when you become a community in and of yourself, there's a problem. We are not meant to be in community in and of ourselves. Didn't didn't God say in Genesis, it's not good for man to be alone. Therefore, I'm going to make a partner for him. And he made Eve. So God never really intended for us to do life. In isolation or by ourselves, but within the context of community. So watch this. We can hold each other accountable. Right. Now, and here's and here's and here's the thing, Jeff, that when when Christian living is done right, everybody holds everybody accountable. It wasn't just the it wasn't just the apostles holding the, the congregation accountable. You had the apostles holding each other accountable. Paul would come to Peter and go like, "Now, Peter, Pete, you're wrong about these Gentiles." <laughs> And, and, and Peter had to come to the conclusion. Yeah, yeah. You okay, Paul? My bad. But he never would have come to the conclusion had he not been what part of the community, right? And I think uh, it's you know kind of even goes back to when you know uh, just before we got on, and you know when when we know um, when know um, um, Paul, uh, you know. He doesn't get sent. He get he gets sent. He doesn't just fall off, meet Jesus, and say, you know what? Jesus says, go read some books, go to mm -hmm. Google. You ain't gotta go to you ain't gotta go be around nobody. Just go Google me. Just go read some books. Go read Urban Apologetics, and then you're good to go. No, he sends him to what? He sends him to the he, a community. He, right? he hung out with Ananias. He hung out with Ananias and other disciples. Now hold on, not even apostles disciples and and they showed him how to live in the way because right, jesus yeah. people back then they were known as people what of the way the way now now let me drop let me drop another again another bombshell when we come to talk about spirituality because spirituality that is disconnected from a jesus rubric is trouble the writer of Proverbs puts it like this. Um, the writer of Proverbs says, there's a way that seems right to man, but its end is death. Now, if, now, if, I'm, if, if I'm just practicing spirituality that is divorced from right belief, right uh, relationship with God, I can do good stuff and still end up empty and dying. Now, I ain't making this up. This is in scripture. Jesus said that on the day of judgment, there'll be a whole lot of folks going to say, Lord, we did so and so, so and so in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We healed the sick in your name. We gave sight to the blind in your name. We fed the hungry. We clothed the naked. We did all this stuff in your name. That's right stuff. 
And Jesus said, depart from me, you, you, you worker of, 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 of iniquity. I don't know who you are. So right doing without right connection can leave you empty. Mm-hmm. But if you got right yeah. connection, you will do the right thing. No, that's that's good. And I think sometimes that's where we kind of get lost because we see in this spirituality piece, just you know, when you really start looking at it, you see where, well, I'm a good person or I just want to do good. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's still the component that still that Jesus component is still missing from the equation. Yeah. Because it takes out the accountability piece. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and see, here's, here's the thing about spirituality. Spirituality is, re- is, is really an individualistic, solitary experience of God. But religion, because you have people that, 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 that are singing really from the same songbook or reading from the same Bible or practice from the same creeds and, 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 and um, beliefs, involves a group of people brought together because of a common faith. Okay. So, so, so spirituality builds the inner person, but religion should be building our character Mm. and it should be shaping our beliefs and attitudes and actions uh, because we're following what a set of beliefs orthodoxy ought to produce orthopraxy. Okay. Mm. And, 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 and one thing I got to give religions across the board, regardless of whether they believe in, 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 in uh, Yahweh or whether they believe in Allah or whether they believe in Buddha or whatever, the religions across the world have one thing in, in common is that they're trying to at least produce positive character. All right. The difference for us as Christians. And this is why, this is why, Jeff, I teach CEO or Christian education orientation at St. Paul. I teach CEO because I have been more than surprised at people who have been in church for years. And what I drop on them in CEO, they're going like, wow, we hadn't heard it on this wise. You will be surprised by how many folks don't even know why they're Baptists on what it means to be an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. Because here's the thing. Spirituality don't have any rules. It doesn't. Mm. There are no rules for spirituality. Spirituality is is based upon being relative. Do what you like. However you like, as long as you don't hurt nobody. You know, spirituality does not have judgment in the afterlife. Spirituality does not have a belief for the most part of a heaven or a hell and God separating the righteous from the unrighteous. All right. Um, so I think that we, we have to be very, 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 very careful and intentional as far as how we broker the idea of me being spiritual versus me being religious. Because, and I said this earlier, Jesus was a practicing Jew. Okay. Now, how do I know that? Real easy. Because every time people engage him, what did they call him? Rabbi. Rabbi. What does rabbi mean? 
that means you are a teacher. How do you get to teach? You have had to have gone to school somewhere or sat at somebody's feet. Isn't it interesting to note that when Jesus turned 12 years old, we don't hear nothing from Jesus from the age of 12 to the age of 30. Isn't it possible that Jesus was getting the learning that he needed to get to share so that he could give the corrective of what the Torah was meant to be? Because mm -hmm. he's basically the written embodiment of the law of God. Amen. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And and so what I hear you saying when it comes to this to spirituality, one of the drawbacks of that, that I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious is really that you you kind of take this almost cafeteria style, I guess is what you could call it. Uh, you, well, I, I can take a little bit of this. It's, it's, <laughs> it's habit your way. It's Burger King. It is habit your way. Yeah, it's Burger King. And 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 in my understanding of of God through Christ, God is like, no, it ain't have it your way. It's do it my way. Right. And my way of really engaging and doing this work is predicated upon love motif that allows and empowers you to be the walking embodiment of grace, mercy, and forgiveness because you know that you've been forgiven, you can show that to others. And when you know that you've been forgiven and you can show it to others and you can engage in living and helping people. And here's another thing we got to get rid of. We got to stop telling folks, you can't judge me. I can tell you when you're right or wrong. And some folks consider that to be judging. Okay. And they take the, 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 the text that Jesus says, judge not that you be not judged for the same judgment you met, same shall be met unto you. Jesus basically was saying, is, if you're going to make a judgment call, make sure you got your stuff right first. Amen. <laughs> Paul even talks about how we're called, to, how we, how, how we're called to judge. So again, when you're biblically, if you're not biblically literate, if you're not in the word of God, if you don't understand how to apply the word of God, you would take little snippets and you create your own stuff. And it'd be so out of context. It'd be so whack. All right. uh, no, I mean, I, and that kind of goes back to that, you know, um, that truth part. Yeah, you got the spirit, but then there's the truth. Right. And so. You can't just pick and choose the truth that you want, right? So we worship spirit and truth, but what's the truth? The truth can't be just what you say it is, right? See, 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 you ain't, see, see, here, here, let, let, let me close on this. Let me close on this. Let me close on it because what you just said gives me the context on the close on this. Um, John wrote, and I want to want to share this scripture. John wrote, in first John four, and, and let me read it from the message translation it comes across. My dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. There are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. Now watch this. He says, here's how you test the genuine, the genuine spirit of God. Everyone who confesses openly his faith in Jesus Christ, the son of God, 
who came as an actual flesh and blood person comes from God and belongs to God. And everyone who refuses to confess faith in Jesus has nothing in common with God. That is the spirit of the Antichrist that you heard was coming. Well, here it is sooner than what we think. My dear children, you come from God and you belong to God. You have already won a big victory over those false teachers. For the spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. These people belong to the Christ denying world. They talk the world's language and the world eats it up. But we come from God and belong to God. Anyone who knows God understands this and listen. The person who has nothing to do with God's will, of course, will not listen to us. This is another test for telling the spirit of truth from the spirit of deception. So when we talk about spirituality, the fundamental question we must wrestle with is what spirit? Mm, Right. Is it the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception? Amen. Amen. And that's why it's so important to to be able to once again sit at where you get the proper interpretation of things so you can you can be able to divide that that truth correctly. Right. Um, um, And so I know everybody's out there um, uh, as we begin to wrap up. If you have any uh, few questions, you're more than welcome to put them in the chat. But I want to thank you, Pastor. I think we um, I can tell by the comments. We definitely helped a lot of people out. Tonight, um, I think we are able to kind of deconstruct some things. And I think that's one of the problems that we have is that, like, as you said, even in even in CEO, she um, actually said, I guess because we believe church folk follow Jesus and we end up getting church hurt. Uh, how do we separate that from Jesus himself and people who claim to love him? Well, first of all, the people who claim to love Jesus are not the example. Jesus is. Mm. The and if you keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the folks then it really gives you the strength to even deal with church hurt. Oh, fo- well, it ain't church hurt. It's folks hurting you in church. Mm. church don't hurt nobody. That's a misnomer. <laughs> church don't hurt nobody. That's a misnomer. You get hurt by folks in the church. Okay, church, church ain't never hurt nobody. It's people in the church that hurt folks. That's good. And, 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 and so... And so even that misnomer of church hurt, we got we got to get beyond that, um, because, again, that's another one of those those false claims um, that if we don't put it within the proper context, we wind up blaming the church for a whole lot of stuff that church. Mm-hmm. Ain't got to do with. And here's the other thing. That I, yeah, here's the other thing that I discovered is this. That when we talk about church hurt, that's like saying all black folks are, 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 are violent. And we know that ain't true. There are more, there are more people in the church that are trying to do the right thing, trying to love Jesus, than there are do crazy, bad, ignorant stuff. But because they do that crazy, bad, ignorant stuff and it, it, it impacts us so, we wind up saying the church hurt you. No, church didn't hurt you. You got hurt by a stupid pastor. You got hurt by some crazy, idiotic church folks. But it wasn't the church that hurt you. That's good. That's good right there. That's good. I hope that helped out a lot of people right there, because I know that's one of the biggest things we always hear, especially when you come to this topic, spiritual, uh, not religious. Is That's one of the main cruxes that you kind of hear is that, you know, you've been hurt 
uh, you know, that church hurt. And I think it's important, as you said, to put that in the right context that the church didn't hurt you. Somebody in the church hurt you. So I hope somebody heard that tonight and I hope that delivered somebody tonight, because I think that's important when you put it in that in that type of because it changes that total dynamic of the way that you say it. That really changes that. So I think that. Um, so, you know, really can, can help uh, help save some people and deliver some people from some of the things they may have experienced as far as churches are concerned. So as we wind down, we only have a minute left. I certainly want to thank you, Dr. Scott, for tonight. Um, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your teaching. Um, as I said from the comments, we, we certainly see that a lot of people have gotten some great information. Um, and we want to thank each of you for being with us tonight. Um, and as we continue to move on, um, we just want to say that we don't have um, TNT this week, or do we have, we don't have TNT this week. Uh, yes, um, because we have Umba that is going on um, this week. So uh, we have those posted on, on our website um, and feel free to go on there. And we still look forward to seeing you uh, this Sunday, either virtual in the virtual space or um, in the house as well. So, but we certainly want to thank you. Uh, Pastor, if you have anything you want to say in closing remarks, I'll open that to you. Yeah. I think he done said he done gave it all tonight, y'all. I t listen, I told him before we got on here that he was ready for tonight. Y'all just don't know he was ready for this one and it came out. And we certainly do appreciate for everything that you've given us and that you continue to give us. Um, because when you sit under proper teaching, get that proper interpretation, it just it really is able to help you to kind of weed out a lot of this different stuff that we have going on in society. So thank you, Pastor. And thank you, everyone um, that has joined us for for Kaya tonight. All right. All right. Y'all be blessed. <laughs>